Hello, 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 weirdies. Welcome back to Alpha Much Your Weird podcast, where I, Steph Sackis, help you be radically self-confident and change the way you look at sales, life, and getting to your next level. As a neuroscience, psychology, and permission-based mindset coach and alignment business mentor, I help you rewire your brain for the next level of success you want in your life and to show you that leveraging your weird is your best asset. So, uh, side note, my cat's going nuts. Uh, so if you guys hear anything, and if Scott hears anything, uh, we'll just let it happen. <laughs> She's going crazy. So That's today, all good. <laughs> such as life. Uh, she she's my queen. She runs the house. Uh, so yeah, she just does what she does. So anyway, uh, today I have another guest with us, and I'm really excited. I have Scott today on the podcast. He's with Imogen AI, which is really exciting because I love all AI things. I think it's fun and intriguing and scary and wonderful. So today I have uh, Scott with me. He is the host of Imogen's Workflow podcast, um, where he delves deep into the creative process and explores the nuances of photography, business, and personal growth with each guest specifically to spotlight workflow strategies with proven effect. So I'm really excited. I will link that, by the way, for everybody in case you want to listen to it. But thank you so much, Scott, for coming on. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about your weird because it's quite intriguing and interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of weird going on over on this side of the screen. <laughs> yes, my favorite. Yes. So <laughs> for uh, people maybe who don't know him. Um, I've seen you popping up on a lot of my friends' podcasts, too, so this is exciting. So maybe uh, you have heard Scott before, which would be really cool. Um, he's a, a professional photographer also, and he specializes in portrait and landscape photography. Um, he's also written uh, many books on photography. What the kicker is, is he is a um, colorblind photographer, and he's dyslexic. That's amazing that you yeah. can do all these things with this weird. So tell me a little bit about your dyslexia and having colorblindness. So like, how have you leveraged this within yeah. your success? So dyslexia, I went through all the way to college, basically right before college, right before I graduated high school is when I found out I was dyslexic. So I went Whoa. my entire childhood failing at all my tests and not oh. knowing why. Oh, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, my parents didn't pick up on it. Um, mm. And so it literally took um, a lot of things, uh, in, like a lot of things, uh, getting into massive fights and potentially almost getting kicked out of school for st finally standing up to being bullied. Um, okay. and, uh, and, and it took that in order for me to have, be um, evaluated by mm. the child psychology team in, in my high school. And during those evaluations, they discovered, oh, this this kid who's 17 is dyslexic. Holy um, cannoli. So I was never formally diagnosed like on paper, you know, before that. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it everything makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> right. <makes> sense. <laughs> right. So so I, I basically have now, you know, since I was 17, I'm talking like end of high school. So it was. Yeah. Um, I was almost 18. I, I was born in June. So I was, I was almost 18 at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, so I, since then have everything I've done in my life has always been in the back of my mind. I need tools to help. Yeah. Workflows. I need workflows. Yeah, this exactly. Is... <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, 
you know, it, there was always spell check. There was always grammar check. There was always wow. friends and parents and whatnot to help when I was, whenever I was writing something yeah. uh, for college or whatever it might be. Um, there was my girlfriend and fiance, now wife, yeah. um, that who happens to be a language arts teacher. Oh, uh, cool. <laughs> and special ed teacher. So, um, yeah, so she actually got formally trained in um, educating dyslexia. There's a certificate oh, that you cool. can get. And she got that about oh, eight years ago, whatever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so so I've always relied on a whole variety of things as far as the dyslexia goes. I yeah. did make writing multiple books a challenge, of course. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in more recent years, my go-to is, is Grammarly, for sure. Yeah, um, that's what I used to. <laughs> yeah. So there's yeah. so many. There's so many tools like there, Grammarly used to be the only one. Yeah. Um, but as AI has gotten, you know, more and more popular, more popped up. Uh, yeah. So definitely. there's a wide range of similar tools that can do the same thing. Mm. Um, but I find I find Grammarly is the best one. Even yeah. Still. Yeah. I, I use Grammarly, too, because I'm not dys dyslexic, but I have ADHD. Right. So like my brain sometimes mixes things up often mm -hmm. or like yeah. the. I'm awful at spelling and I try to like phonetically do it, but I have audio processing issues because I have ADHD. <laughs> so like, yeah, I use Grammarly too for like everything. So yeah. how did your, I would assume you had a lot of coping mechanisms like set up around you before you probably figured this out. Yeah. So like, did you have before like, computer workflows are like a thing like how did you manage your own coping mechanisms like in school and growing up and like you know getting all of that set up so I had a horrible high school I mean middle school I don't remember it I, mean, I don't remember <laughs> my memory either back <laughs> yeah and, same. But, but high school um I had a horrible horrible high school career where it was, I was bullied like drastically every single day of my high school career same. Um, so that that alone impacted my school work, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I I just I was getting C's and D's on everything throughout entire high school. So I I did horribly. I did horrible. Yeah. Um, in high school, I did horribly on my SATs. Um, I wound up going to a um, music co uh, Berkeley College of Music in in Boston. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I was a musician already, and mm -hmm. I that's that's I thought I wanted to do was music recording. So I got okay. into Berkeley, which did not require a good SAT score, did not require me to write anything. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Awesome. So coping mechanisms were yeah. going with what was natural and didn't yeah. require too much uh, yeah. uh, of writing. Yeah. Path so, of least resistance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, to get in, I, I had to perform. I had to record um, a song with my instrument of choice. What was your and, instrument? So my parents forced me to to learn to play clarinet when I was cool. in middle, I was, middle school. I was a flautist, <laughs> so wind so, instruments, what? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I I was very good at clarinet. Um, awesome. I, uh, you know, I, I have no shame in saying I was fantastic. Yeah, I, I probably couldn't play a note now if I wanted. I still yeah. have a clarinet. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, literally, I, so I got, so I, I, I mean, you're, you're a clarinetist. Clarinetist? Is that the right word? I don't know. So sure. you're you're a clarinet player. player. You're trying to audition in a recording yeah. for a music college. Playing clarinet, your options are something that's very um 
uh, Jewish. Yeah, or, I'm a Jew. I get yeah, it. Or <laughs> yeah. Or which you know, I I performed in my temple growing up, so it's, yeah, okay. I was used to it. Fellow or Jew. <laughs> yeah. Or or you just pick up a Kenny G song and you play some Kenny G. Yeah. So I went with the Kenny G round. Yes. <laughs> and so I played Kenny G. Um, I think I did two songs, but that was one of them. Um, and yeah, I got in. But day one, literally checked into my room, you know, unpacked everything, met my roommates, and then went downstairs to the registrar or whatever and changed my ma- my my major. Your major yeah. is not like. The, your major of instrument choice, whatever. I okay. changed from clarinet to bass, like oh, day okay. one. Okay, like bass guitar or like yeah. bass clarinet. <laughs> bass guitar, bass guitar. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have a lot yeah. in common. This is creepy. So I went from flute to bass guitar. <laughs> That's <laughs> so like my, funny. My senior photos. It's like I'm also old, so this was like 2001. So mm-hmm. like I, I was like out in the woods with like my Jinko jeans and like my bass guitar, nice. with like my senior photos, and I was like, I'm so fucking cool. <laughs> Were you, were you were you class nonconformist? Because if you were, oh yeah, of course. So was I. <laughs> of course. My, my class nonconformist photo was um, so a friend of mine who I was in a band with at one point. Uh, he, he he took the photos for the yearbook. I don't know why he did, but there was random. I guess it was end of school year, and there was random cardboard boxes all over the uh, the hallway. So I jumped onto the cardboard boxes, and that was my class nonconformist photo. Was me like, laying in a bo- uh, bed of cardboard boxes. Very random. I love that. Yeah. I love this. Well, this is fun. I had no idea we had this one should comment. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. So awesome. So you got into school. You changed. Uh, you changed your um, instrument and everything. You get out of school. So how did you make? the transformation from, or did you also, actually, I didn't even ask, did you finish music school? No. And like, no, okay. So, so Berkeley College of Music has a very high dropout rate. Ah, okay. Um, to, to give you a, an idea of, the, of the, the demand that they put on you is your teachers are not just college professors. Like my bass guitar teacher, mind you, I was new to bass guitar the day I switched. <laughs> um, my bass my bass guitar teacher was the bassist for Sesame Street. Okay. So it's not just some random Joe Schmo. Amazing. Yeah, it's not just random teacher, not just some random musician. It's like legit musicians That's who hilarious. Yeah, they literally fly in or drive into Boston, at, you know, each day to teach and then go yeah. back to wherever they need to. Um, oh, that's so, so funny. Yeah. Um, for anyone listening, like a wind instrument and a stringed instrument are also like completely different everything, like mechanics, the way your yeah. fingers move, the way your fingers yeah. seem to be stretched, like yeah. everything's different. <laughs> so yeah. to go from like a wind to a string in middle yeah. of that, that's, that yeah. takes some, uh, some gusto. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. So, so, uh, when I realized, so some the, the, the demands that Berkeley put on me, um, were way greater than what my high school music teacher prepared me for. Mm. I was not ready for it. Yeah. Um, so I transferred back home. I found, uh, my, well, my mom found at the time, a uh, community college here in New Jersey that actually had one of the best music programs in the entire state. Awesome. So, and they had a music recording major. They had a studio in there and everything. So I was like, oh, I can literally transfer and, you know, keep the credits that I had and yeah perfect so I I did that I stayed for another year in the major 
And then they started putting more demands that were very much music theory, which I hate music theory. I just want to yeah. play. I just want to record. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what? I, I, I'm getting really, really tired of it. I don't like it. Um, and turned out that the college also had one of the best photography programs in the state. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, where where literally every student has a Hasselblad medium format film camera <laughs> no to use <laughs> for the entire semester. And awesome. every other student had a large format <laughs> camera to, to, to use. So wow, okay. It was a fantastic program with a color and black and white darkroom and digital, you know, darkroom. Um, so anyway, so uh, I switched. I switched to photography. I mean, I was already uh, into photography anyway. Yeah. Um, so I switched to photography. I love photography theory. Um, even though I also suck at math, I love Yeah, I am theory. too. Yeah, same. I get it. <laughs> Yeah. So so yeah, I mean I switched I switched uh, and and haven't looked back since. Heck yeah. That's awesome. That's kind of again parallels me also. Like I I went to film school and everything and um once I got out of film school, I was just like I just do photography. <laughs> like I dropped the whole film thing and yeah. all that uh moved to Brooklyn and did the thing. So awesome. So since you started photography, you found where you really wanted to be. How have you been able to leverage your like colorblindness and dyslexia and ambivertness for the success yeah. that you're seeing now? Yeah. So, so the ambivertness, I think, um, stems from all the bullying. I think that mm -hmm. played a huge role in what, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm an outgoing person, but it, it, I, at the same time, if I'm, I hate going to weddings. Um, yeah. I, I feel very uncomfortable there. Me uh, too. I, hate going to, I hate going to parties. I feel so yeah, uncomfortable me parties. Too. Me too. Um, yeah, but it, like literally, if you put me on a stage to talk about this or talk about yeah. podcasting or photography, I am fine. Like yeah. I'm good. Like I will talk in front of 800 people. Yes. Been there, done that. Yeah. No problem. Yes. Yeah, but then put me at a, at a party, and I'm just like mm, going over here. Yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. All my clients um, are the same way too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then, so then the uh, the, the dyslexia, you know, it, it plays a role in the photography here and there. Uh, it definitely plays a role in in writing the books. All the books I've done are about photography. Yeah. So, um, you know, knowledge wise, it's there. It's just a matter of um, things got to be edited and edited and edited and like put down for a week and then come back to it and, and yeah. edit it some more. And um, I found that one of the things that has really helped, and I think it's part of my nature of I don't I don't have time for BS. So yeah, same. I hate it when like people are like fluff, 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 fluff. Yeah. You know, get right to the damn point. <laughs> Yes. So I think it's helped that that's my nature, that, yeah, that my the books that I've written are on the shorter side because I get right to the damn point. Yeah, I the same <laughs> way. Yeah, like the courses that I make and stuff like that, it's 100% my ADHD. Like I cannot stand like fluff and I'm just like, yeah. holy shit. So yeah, I'm the exact same way. So have you, you obviously had to use some kind of like, you know, tools, you know, was it just Grammarly or like, how did you, how did you write so, books? The books that I wrote were all pre-Grammarly. So okay. one of them, one of them was a major publisher that I didn't even have to ask anybody else to edit. They had their own editor in-house. Awesome. For the for the other ones, it was smaller publishers or self-published. So I had to mm -hmm. figure out the editing side. Yeah. Um, and it was it was share it with with friends and family, mm. have them do their red pens to it um in Google Docs. So it was all Google Docs, like yeah, suggest okay. changes at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, thankfully. Google Docs has been around at, for a while at this point and suggested yeah. changes is one of the best features ever. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. So, 
uh, I, I, there was points where I had multiple people recommending doing different things, you know, mm. to it. Um, and I, I literally shared it with, uh, my, so my wife who wasn't my wife at the time, I don't think we were married at the time. Um, maybe for the last book, but, um, literally sending it off to different people and having them go through it. I had other people yeah, who wrote definitely. books as well, go through it. Mm. And, um, you know, when you have friends who also are in similar situations or, yeah. You know, you know, they'll, they'll do and they won't charge anything for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that I think is almost like under, not represented, what's the word? Like underestimated is like using your network and like, because yeah. I feel like a lot of people, especially in like the business world, they eventually like isolate. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 like use the people around you, you know, like people like you and they want to help you, you know, so yeah. that's really awesome uh, that you did that. I love that. So how did you find your way to Imogen? Um, so it's Imagine. Imagine. Um, yeah. oh, I've yeah. always read it Imogen in my head. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, a lot of people make that mistake. It's, it's Got all good. It. So, Imagine. Okay, um, correction. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay, Imagine AI. Yeah. Okay, so, um, okay. Uh, right out of college, I... Everything, everything happens for a reason. Everything builds up for a reason, right? Totally. Right out of college, I was working at the largest, at the time, the largest camera warranty company in the world. They had, okay. they were in my hometown. They had a small retail store where, you know, they could sell products, but then also have people drop off equipment for repair. Mm -hmm. um, I worked there for six years and I started in the retail store and I worked my way up to the, uh, being one of the assistant service managers and uh, they had no... This is at the time when like Twitter was coming out and Facebook became bigger and yeah. there was, they had no email marketing, no social marketing, nothing. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa. well, I'm going to do it. So I became the marketing manager for the company. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so I took it into my own hands to I build them a website. So I built them a website on WordPress. I, um, uh, I got them on social media. I built an email list. I started doing community events. So I started doing photo walks and teaching and doing all these things. And yeah, so that was like the 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 ground level foundation of whatever everything, everything that happened since right so yeah. i spent six years at this company when i knew it was time to leave um i went to a company outside the photo industry it was kind of a not a mistake but it was a i didn't step. enjoy it the sidestep <laughs> yeah. uh, a year and a half sidestep yeah uh, <laughs> while, while i was at the company i was putting out feelers because i i knew i wanted to get back into the photo industry. So I started putting yeah. off feelers. Out of the blue, I got an email from um, a, a guy named Eric that ran a WordPress theme and plugin company for photographers. Okay. And he owned at the time, uh, it's still the largest, but he owned the largest WordPress gallery plugin. It had um, over a million free okay. users. Awesome. So um, he emailed me and said, hey, are you, you know, I'm Eric, I'm from this company, we, we make this. Are you looking for a job? We're looking for someone to handle blogging and emails and oh, social cool. stuff like that. And I was like, well, that's a lot of stuff to throw up. Yeah. Me, but <laughs> but uh, I'm like, sure, let's have a call. He literally called me like five minutes later. Whoa. Um, <laughs> yeah, my wife and I were driving to um, to dinner or I think to dinner or lunch or something. And and uh, I wound up sitting in the car and having a two-hour conversation with him. And oh we gosh. became best friends. Like, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I worked for him for for I worked for him for nine and a half years. Oh wow! Okay. He then sold the company to another person, and then, um, left. Yeah. And then I left. 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, 10 years I worked there. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. And yeah, we became fantastic friends uh, and went to WPPI together. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I literally went to his house and stayed with his family. My, my wife came with me. Um, yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we we taught we taught a workshop together at Red Rocks in Colorado. Which oh, was, that's a dream. Yeah. Uh, the, gold yeah. list. That's it amazing. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't on the stage. It was in one of the rooms. It in the venue. You know, in the yeah. venue. Yeah. That's still, so cool. That's so there was amazing. a there was a red rock coming out of the, out of, the out of the wall. So there you go. Um, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, so that was that was a lot of fun. Um. Anyway, so so ten years. Uh, with working for that company and you know building a community and building the podcast there and 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 blogging and stuff and then again I'm putting out feelers quietly because I had a secure job but I knew I, I knew it was time for a change yeah and the one of the co-founders of Imagine emailed me and was like hey are you looking for any consulting work you know for for blog content or 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 YouTube videos and I was like my reply was no, but if you're looking for a full-time employee, I'm open to it. There you go. And I'm always I got like, a, shoot your shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. So I got, a, I got a calendar invite five minutes later for a call the next day. And we had a, like an hour, a nice hour call and talked about everything. And I was like, I love the direction where they're going. Yeah, and, awesome. Uh, and then it went from, you know, I spoke to all three of the co-founders. And uh, basically by the second call, I had an offer ready, but they wanted me to speak to all three. Um, yeah, okay. And it's very much like, um, you know, Imagine has grown a lot. I was employee number six or so. Yeah, all right. We're now well over 50 employees. Yeah. Um, and um, um, it's still very much like if your personality doesn't fit, you're not being hired. Yeah, good. Really? Because <laughs> like yeah. culture is such an important thing when it comes to a company and startups and all that. That's yeah. awesome. So you said something that I would actually love to touch on because this is uh, something that I coach on a lot with people. Mm -hmm. And it's actually something that uh, my upcoming retreat is actually kind of based around. They said uh, you knew it was time to change. Like, how do you know when it's time for you to like change or level up your life yeah. or, you know, move in a different direction? Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least so um, looking back the last company that I was there for 10 years when the acquisition happened, um, I saw. Uh, a shift in the direction of where they where the new owner wanted to take the products. Yeah, but I, it was also a pers a personality thing. Like I was butting heads on mm -hmm. things that shouldn't be butting heads. Like for example, yeah. just to give you an idea, one of the like I was the number two guy for Eric when he owned the company. Mm -hmm. The number two guy um, for the new owner is a astro photography astrophotographer like okay. literally shoot yeah. stars at night <laughs> yeah. Milky Way and stuff mm. um and he who again who was very much the influence of the the direction the company was going wanted all the marketing and all the products to go towards his type of photography and i'm like oh that's, that's not very not nice where the money <laughs> is like the business is like weddings yeah or the way you know that's the industry people, right there that's a hobby for most people it's not an actual yeah. like paid position yeah. most of the time yeah so <laughs> so i was like yes having like landscape type features is yes we should have it yeah that should not be the primary focus not the so, core <laughs> yeah so that was one of the butting heads where i'm like yeah. we're not going to agree on this and like i don't yeah. have the influence anymore to, to yeah. like i did so it was time like that's yeah. how i knew that's yeah. how i knew in that 
situation. Yeah, the alignment wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually that's usually what it is, but I was just curious. Awesome. So so now you're working for Imagine yeah. <laughs> AI. <laughs> so um tell me a little bit about Imagine AI and some of your favorite features of it that has mm. really helped you in in your business. Yeah, I, I can even relate it to colorblindness as well because it's a Please big do. factor. Okay, yeah. so Imagine um, is a uh, software that is AI based, right? We are a cloud-based uh, service that mm -hmm. we can learn how you would edit. Um, we learn multiple things, but in short, short, short summary, we learn how you edit in Lightroom Classic and then can edit mm -hmm. for you extremely fast. But yeah. to, to extend that a little bit, we're not only learning how you edit, we're learning how you shoot, right? That's cool. We're learning what, what you're shooting and how you're handling that situation mm -hmm. and how you're getting from A, what you did in camera to Z or Z, yeah. <laughs> which, is, which is your final editing style, right? Yeah, that's really um, awesome. So, and, and what I mean by like the A point of what you're, how you're actually shooting it is, um, we've got photographers that are doing weddings, for example, mm -hmm. and it's the easiest to talk about, so I always come back to weddings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so um, they're shooting, you know, a certain, a certain, the reception, right? Um, yeah. Or the ceremony rather. And, mm -hmm. and it's beautifully lit or they're adding lights to it. Perfect. Right. Yeah. But then they go somewhere else and it's a silhouette scene. Yeah. We're okay. still learning that, that, that this is how you handle a, handle a silhouette. Oh, that's awesome. Right. That's so we cool. learn everything what the photographer does. Um, really awesome. So it can do uh, 1,500 photos in less than 10 minutes. That's Extremely impressive. Fast. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. Extremely fast. Um, we also do AI culling. It's currently in beta to all of our paying yeah. subscribers. Okay, um, so you were editing first and then culling second. Yeah, yeah. I so, know that, I've used yeah. Aftershoot and they were like culling first and editing. They're Correct. bringing on editing now. Okay, so you guys Correct. started out editing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we've been doing the editing for three years. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, 2020. Um, and it's, I mean, the, the 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 level the the distance we've traveled in, in yeah. that time is immense yeah so we have really um, awesome yeah so we have uh personal ai profiles that's what like the this this ai profile where it learns from you yeah and we have talent ai profiles which are ones where we partner with partner with people like charmy pena and susan stripling and sarah oh, Edmonds cool. and all these fantastic yeah. photographers to mm -hmm. to to uh, create built-in profiles cool. these are ones that anybody can use at any time yeah that's um, awesome yeah, so um, I guess I'll talk about some of my favorite features, then I'll get to how it relates to color. Yeah, and, and helps, um, yeah. Yeah, so some of my favorite features are um, we have subject mask in there now. Cool. So subject mask uh, will automatically, you know, detect your subjects, people only right now. Yeah. Um, and then we'll do a light edit to it. Um, and we actually have uh, more control over what the edit is coming uh mm -hmm. next week uh well i don't know when this is going live but yeah <laughs> we're recording this yeah uh, early june early there we june go. 2023 there we go. Perfect. Um, and uh, we also have a feature called profile adjustments so personal ai profiles have always learned from you over time right you you, yeah. you get your edit back from imagine you do some final edits in lightroom classic and then you upload your final edits back to imagine and mm. over time it will learn from you but ai cool. needs a lot of data yeah so Fine-tuning is not a fast thing. It takes a lot of time. If yeah. anybody says it's fast, they're wrong. It yeah. Doesn't. It, it <laughs> yeah. needs a lot of data. Yes. Um, it's not instant. Yes. So we built an instant 
thing called profile adjustments. So cool. let's say, um, for example, and this works across any profile, whether it's a personal or a talent profile, but like, let's say you're using um, a profile that uh, one of our talent AI profiles is called Tierra. It's a beautiful profile from Fair Juristi from Mexico. And it's very grainy. He likes adding okay. grain to his photos. Yeah. But let's say you love the editing style, but you hate the grain. Yeah. <laughs> now you can go to profile adjustments and wipe okay. out the grain. Interesting. Awesome. And personalize a yeah. profile. Or if it's your own profile and you know it's they keep coming back a little bit too dark for my taste, you can mm -hmm. go into profile adjustments and instantly have that changed on you so that every time awesome. you get an edit back, it's there. Awesome. Um, yeah. That's very cool. I love that. That'll definitely save time. So this is really fun to learn about. And I'm sure my uh, my people are always asking me about like different AI things. So this is fun. Right. Awesome. Saves a lot of time. Like upfront, give it a little bit extra time. And then eventually like it'll save you a lot of time yeah. is what I'm hearing. I mean, we're seeing a lot with this new profile adjustments feature. We're seeing a lot of photographers in our community who are saying like, okay, my, my personal AI profile has gotten me 90%. Now I have to do these final things in Lightroom. Yeah. Now with profile adjustments, they can literally dial in exactly what they want. And now they're awesome. saying like, now I'm at 100%. I literally have to do nothing. That's you know? fantastic. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Does it do the like um, cropping and straightening and stuff? Because that's what yes. takes me the longest. Yeah. So we have um, we have crop and straighten. They're both the first uh, algorithms that were built in 2020. Cool. Both are being revamped. Um, I think straighten is coming out when subject mask settings come out. Yeah. Um, awesome. Early June. 2023 cool. <laughs> and then crop <laughs> the crop uh, enhancements shortly after that so we're doing you know, also we, yeah um yeah perfect so um color blindness yeah so uh, how does this help you i mean yes. i can imagine but like i, I want to hear you talk about <laughs> yeah it. yeah okay so historically um whenever i've edited photos i relied on three things like uh, yeah three things historically the color checker passport best invention for an in-camera white balance <laughs> ever <Yeah. laughs> uh, especially with this lightroom integration i think they even have capture one integration now yeah um and then so that like ensures accurate colors no matter what um or like as accurate as can possibly be but then what i can see right what yeah. i visualize on my monitor now i i've always used the color monkey mm -hmm. i've tried x-rite brands which i think is now calibrite is the new name of x-rite mm -hmm. And I've tried Spider with a Y okay, um, yeah. brand uh, monitor calibrations because, yeah. again, I worked in a camera retail store and, and a repair shop. So I have thoroughly tested all yeah. of the different ones many years ago. <laughs> yeah. um, I prefer the Color Monkey um, from X-Rite Calibrite. Uh, and so that I, I do on all my monitors. And the third is my wife. Awesome. So I would always use my <laughs> wife great. to ensure I had accurate colors. <laughs> yeah. so three things always required. Takes a lot of time, of course, right? To have, yeah. you know, um, the devices and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but now with Imagine, uh, I always knew that my editing style was very natural. Always very natural. I, mm. I'm not a big fan of, you know, getting too, too crazy with color. Heck, I wanted yeah. to see the color accurately. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why I always kept it natural. Um, yeah. So with Imagine... We have a talent AI profile from Sarah Edmonds called Love and Light. It is the most natural and the most diverse profile of them all. Oh, so anybody awesome. who wants a natural edit, Love and Light is the way to go. Awesome. Um, 
So I literally use that and I have dialed in with profile adjustments to personalize that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's what literally I don't have to do a thing afterwards. My wife looks at it and she's like, they're good. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> the cut, the, the right balance is, is perfect. That so, is so awesome. Oh, yeah. I love that. That's probably opening up so many opportunities for people that like maybe, you know, had these obstacles. This is one of the things that I talk about a lot when it comes to AI. You know, people are like, oh, they think that it's like going to be this like, you know, overlord thing that like humans don't have to human anymore. And I'm like, no, it's more like tools. Like it yeah. helps people that like need a little like something like I use um, uh, Jasper uh, mm-hmm. for my AI uh, writing. And yeah. I, as an ADHD person, I just love that it like keeps everything concise and like also helps me with ideas sometimes, you know? So it's yeah. like, it's all about the tools yeah. and how it helps well, you. So I love that. Have you tried Grammarly Go yet? No, I have not. Okay, so Grammarly is now building in ChatGPT style Got it. capabilities into their editor and into oh, their cool. you know, browser extension. So Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, pretty soon, like, there's a very good chance that you won't need Jasper and Grammarly. Like, you literally yeah. only need, you, that's you only need cool. Grammarly. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, there's the extension right now for Jasper that you can get it on like everything, yes. <laughs> which is yes. pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. oh, yes. I love that. So what uh, workflows? Let's talk about workflows because this is okay. your jam, and this is yeah. like the the thing. So let's talk about. I personally love me a workflow, uh, especially someone with ADHD. I need it. Like I will not <laughs> remember everything to us. So let's talk about workflows and your. What's your favorite workflow setup? Like for what you, your favorite workflow, I should say, for like a certain part of your life. Is it for your personal life or for your business life? Or like, let's talk about workflows. Because I so love my brain. <laughs> my brain literally goes, thinks about every step and of, of whatever it is that I have to do. Like tonight, right? I, I have, I have, uh, this is Tuesday. We're recording this. Tuesday nights and Thursday nights, I have karate class. And I know that by 545, I need to be out the door. Yeah. So I also know that I need to help my wife get the kids ready for bed and ready for bed before I leave. Yeah. Which 545 is a little early to do all of that. But every Tuesday and Thursday, we've got a workflow in place. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) To get that done. You know, it's, it's, um, it's it's kind of silly to when you when you say it out loud, but in reality, we have to as parents, right? Yeah. Um, we have to as anybody in life. You have to have these things, and my brain goes straight to what has to be done in what order and how do we? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So there is that, but as far as the photography goes, I mean, I I um I don't have as much time these days for taking on client work. Yeah. Um, as I as I used to. Yeah. Um, but um, I would use um, automation, of course, email automation for sure to get um, nurturing in place. To yeah, exactly. Send out um, a Calendly or whatever, you know, booking system you use. Yeah. Um, if I was full time right now. Doing photography work, I would use an all in one solution that handled everything, you know, the the CRM aspect, the email. Marketing yeah. Aspect. Yeah. Um, but but. Because I 
don't need a software like that. I'm literally using a WordPress plugin that can do the email marketing for me, like okay. do automation for me in the nurture. Yeah, system. Um, awesome. But but yeah, there's that's my that would be, that's always my go-to is is get that in place because that alone takes a whole lot off a person's plate once it's set up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I do in my uh, both businesses. I am less of that needed in coaching because it's like they show up I coach mm. <laughs> that's kind mm. of it like I can't like predetermine like what they need coached on yeah. um but the uh because it's like proper coaching not like I'm putting you through a process I'm like let's talk about what's going through your mind today <laughs> and yeah. then we figure it out kind of thing um yeah. but yeah with the photography stuff the um making sure that I'm like yeah, like you said, nurturing and sending things out when they yeah. need to be sent out and like setting all that up uh, is super key. So mm-hmm. on your podcast, is it all about workflows? Do you talk about workflows all the time? <laughs> so um, <laughs> we do get off topic here and there, but for the most part, everything is is workflows. Actually, you're going to be the first to hear about this. Um, so ooh, ooh. you get the juicy details. So the main show is called Workflows, right? It's once a month. The first of every month, except for January, that we we take, I take January off That's from podcasting. Good. Yeah. Um, uh, but but uh, so we have a, a basically 11, 11 episode season. Um, we're on season two right now, and um, workflows is that has the same format for every episode. I ask the same series of questions to every guest. Yes, I then flow with wherever the conversation yeah. goes. We go right, yeah. but. But to get it rolling, to have it so there's this consistency, there's yeah, this workflow for the a show. Workflow, yeah. <laughs> um, we 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 have that, right? So I've got mm-hmm. this this nice consistency going on with every episode. But we're currently prepping the engines for a series inside of workflows, which will awesome. be the middle of every month, which will be a conversation with a coach, or we're oh. calling men, a mentor oh. and and oh. a mentee. Oh yeah. Um, and so I'm going to, we're awesome. going to have, uh, we're starting with our pool of talents that are yeah. you know, built into our app um, yeah. uh, to, to play the mentor role. And then we're going to expand from there. Yeah. Um, awesome. And we're going to have our community be the mentees and they're going to talk through shorter episodes, talking through whatever issue they have going on at the time. Yeah. And it's going to be a nice Amazing. conversation, right? I, I um, mean, cause, obviously I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, the, the way that I look at it is it's, um, if if one person has a question, eighty percent of the community oh, are going to have the same totally. question or, or struggle or whatever it is. So yeah, totally. That is currently underway. We haven't recorded Very the first cool. episode of that yet, but it's it's underway. And then um, we are also in the beginning stages of one for when we're at trade shows. Oh yeah, so, okay. Um, I I can't think of a name of it yet of this of this. So the the mentors one is going to be called Workflows Mentors. Okay, so, awesome. Um, but the one that is going to be while at while I'm traveling. I don't know what it's going to be called yet. I'm thinking Ooh. Workflows Roadshow, but um, I don't know. Roadflows? Roadflows. <laughs> Road so it's, it's going to be part of Workflows, the same podcast. Yeah. Series, but, but it's going to be like just another type of episode in it. Yeah. Um, very but cool. But like the, yeah, the idea there is very short five to 10 minute conversations with people at the trade shows where I ask mm, them cool. literally tie it into travel. While you are at this event, while you are on family vacation, while you are away from your studio, how do you how are you running your business? What yeah. what do you have in place to manage things while you're gone? Yeah, or, or what? Which, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. The, that's the yeah. So I'm 
it is all work clothes, but we're trying yeah, to. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Yeah, that's definitely something that I work with my clients on a lot because a lot of my clients are elopement photographers. So, you know, they travel. Or I could say me because I'm also an elopement photographer, but like it's all about like travel and like not being behind the desk all the time. And you do have to set literally your whole world up with a, yeah. you know, workflow. So shit still gets done <laughs> when you're <laughs> gone. Oh, uh, that's yeah. so cool. Well, I'm excited about the coaching one also. That's definitely, I will listen in because I love that. I think that is so fun. That's so, my favorite. With the workflows, where do you find the most success with your workflows? Uh, personally? But any. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh man. Um, yeah. So for me, I, I I actually put a whole course together on lead generation for photographers. Awesome. And I did this, oh boy, about six or seven years ago at this point. Mm -hmm. but. Um, it was basically the idea of how do you put all this all this stuff in place in order to generate leads through your site that are effective. So yeah, um, coming up. So again, going back to like using wedding wedding photography as an example, putting a wedding photography guide together mm. as a lead magnet, right? Yeah, working with um, with different uh, venues and floors and stuff to mm -hmm. to partner and put yeah. the guide together, basically, and offering that as a lead magnet. But then like, what is the you're setting up the workflow for your end user, but also for yourself to yeah. automate delivery of it. And then what do you do after the mm -hmm. fact, the nurturing and stuff? So yeah, um, that has always worked for me. Yeah. So pre-pandemic, mm. uh, my photography was always families, headshots, and yeah. cake smash, cake smash okay. sessions yeah. with one-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like organically during, so so I had all I actually had um, lead gens in place for all three of those. Yeah. Of photography. Yeah. Um, and so I, I literally, um, I like using the, the phrase, you know, eat your own dog food. Like the, what I was teaching in the course. Yeah. was literally what I was doing and oh, yeah. effective. Like getting me. As you like, should. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Side note, anyone listening, don't take education from people <laughs> that are not doing what they're teaching. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yes. So, um, so, so I was getting multiple leads a day from these different things yeah, from awesome. doing lead lead magnets right mm -hmm. during the pandemic my my photography business completely shifted organically i, I did a couple proposal sessions mm -hmm. and blogged about it did youtube videos about it all of a yeah. sudden I'm ranking first for proposals yeah, New there Jersey. You go. so <laughs> i completely awesome. shifted and of course i started a new job and i did not no. have time to build a new new lead magnet for that yet yeah but, um so Literally, the only jobs I take now are proposal sessions. Yeah, that's awesome. Very <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, but but yeah. So so um so lead magnets and 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 getting um a full workflow for myself on like the booking side. Yeah. Um, of things for the the nurturing side of things, mm -hmm. but then also um on the client side of things, making it easy for them. All of that yes. is all. That is um, my big thing. <laughs> like yeah, absolutely. Uh, anyone that listens knows. Like I. I'm so big when it comes to client experience and a big part of client experience is setting things up so they don't have to like wonder what's going on. <laughs> and yeah. like yeah. my favorite thing, like whenever, you know, I coach people on their workflows and we're setting things up in their CRM and everything, I'm always like, you know, you want to be a few steps ahead of your clients and answer yeah. their questions before they think of them. And then they're like, oh yeah. my God, this person's amazing, you know? So yeah. that really uh, does come down to workflows. So that's yeah, I mean, some of the emails in the, in the sequence are literally like, you know, um, you know, past clients have asked this question. Here's the answer. <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's like a lot of my workflow because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, 
like you said before, if one person's asking it, everybody else wants it too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. everybody else is thinking of it. Yeah. Uh, there's even like uh, doing little things. Like um, if somebody's coming in through your website, you've not met them or talked to them on a, on a Zoom or a Google Meet or whatever it is mm -hmm. yet. Literally doing a video of yourself waving yeah. to the camera and making it a GIF and then adding that to your email so yeah. that people actually see you moving. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's super, uh, super smart for uh, anyone listening. That's actually really good for um, sales psychology because your brain needs to actually see somebody else's face before you fully trust them, uh, usually. So, yeah, that's super smart. Sorry, my cat's yeah. like being silly again. <laughs> can you hear her anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. you yeah okay she's, she's being goofy she wants food uh early mm. <laughs> don't we all um <laughs> yeah awesome okay so let's see is there anything else that you would like to talk about when it comes to workflows and how they have helped you with any of your uh quote-unquote weirds or anything that you would like to chat about when it comes to workflows for the audience um, I think one thing is, like, I was just having this uh, call with uh, my manager earlier today where we're we're currently trying to find ways to grow our podcast, grow our community and things like that. Um, and uh, there's certain things where, like, we're trying to find data for different things to show mm -hmm. benchmarks and 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 whatnot to 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 create and meet our goals, basically, yeah. and it could be a dyslexia thing, but like, I can't visualize it of what I'm being told until it's down on paper. So like oh, I'm yeah. have a meeting next week where I'm going to work with my manager to literally put it on paper. Yeah. Um, and, and then we can figure out how to get the numbers. But like, uh, like that's the type of thing. Like if, if you're struggling to grasp something, it doesn't have to be on physical paper. It could be a Google doc or whatever, yeah. but like, write it down like yes. write it down so you can actually see what it has to be yeah sometimes the step sometimes step. The, aud the, the audible you know conversation yeah. doesn't do it justice yeah absolutely yeah and that's the thing you know in coaching too because everybody has different processing uh like some are you know visual some's kinesthetic some are audio you know like all yeah. all of that so you can't see but literally, like all around me, <laughs> except for here, uh, this is where the camera is, yeah, yeah. is all these, um, I have these static whiteboards that I use a lot. Uh, they just cling. I don't know if you've ever okay. seen them, like a thing here uh, in Iceland. Right. Uh, but yeah, because I have to write out like all of my, like my whole marketing strategy is like right there. <laughs> to, like, and it's write stuff out. And it's not a permanent thing. It's just on the yeah. wall static. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really, it's really awesome. It's like, well, it doesn't matter. This is a podcast, but yeah, it's just like <laughs> a roll that it has. Yeah. It's like perforated. You just like rip off a piece. Like, you know, it's a paper towel. You just stick it on. I use it for my in-person retreats because mm -hmm. we have to be visual. So we do a lot of workflow stuff when it comes to, to nice. that. And when we're coming yeah. up with their like, when your plan yeah. and you know like all the yeah. marketing strategy and all that stuff so that's yeah. really I, I mean like i know like for a lot of people a lot of coaches for example um they recommend use post-it notes and then like do basically like a like a kanban board but post-its right on your wall to me uh first of all my handwriting is horrid so it would that yeah would, i wouldn't know no. what i was writing so for me like literally using so we use Airtable at work mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so i i i what i need to i literally create a view of a Kanban board and I just drag and drop where I need to create yeah. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, 
visualizing. It's so helpful. Yeah. And for like neurodivergence, like we, we cannot start something unless we know the end. (laughs) So like we have to like, you know, map things out before you can actually see like, oh, this is what I need to do. This is my next step kind of thing. So yeah, uh, I'm all about processes for literally everything. So yay. So exciting. So um, we're almost at an hour. (laughs) So I will. (laughs) I will wrap this up real quick, but is there anything we talked about? Um, imagine, is there anything else that you, I'm going to put your, um, the podcast link in the show notes and everything so people could listen. Uh, and yeah, is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners before we head out? Um, I would say just find your tools, whatever it is, yeah. find whatever you need to help, um, whether it's an ADHD. ADHD thing, whether it's a dyslexia thing, whatever it is, uh, there's tools to help with everything. And everything. I mean, there's a lot of AI tools to help with everything yeah. as well, um, which it's it's amazing. Um, you know, but treat them as a tool. Never yeah. treat it as the like. I think you even use the word end all be all. Like, yes, it is. Use it as a tool, like anything else, like your camera, like whatever. Use it yeah, as a tool. Yeah, exactly. And don't feel shame about it. <laughs> Like, yeah, because some people feel a lot of shame in some of these things. And it's like, you're just there. It's there to help you. So it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Very cool. Well, thank you for being on the podcast and talking about uh, workflows and you're weird, which I think is awesome (laughs) that you've been (laughs) able to find such success in that. Yeah. Thank you. So exciting. Absolutely. So. Yeah, uh, I'll put that on the show notes for anybody listening. And uh, don't forget to stay weird and make more money. Bye.